It's totally chick season, and do you know what that means? It's time to get your chick, duckling, and gosling orders in. We highly recommend My Pet Chicken because they have so much to offer. You can order day-old chicks and waterfowl, chicken supplies, hatching eggs, and there's a wealth of information on their website. Their customer service is some of the best I've ever personally experienced, and I love how I can mix and match all of the breeds with no per-breed minimum. And I've totally gotten 18 different breeds before, and they all arrived happy and healthy. So go to MyPetChicken.com slash DrinkAndFarm to put in your chick, duckling, or gosling order and get all the gear you need to raise them happy and healthy. That link lets them know that we sent you, and it's a great way to support our podcast and fulfill all of your poultry addiction needs. Sam. Oh, hey, Bev. What you drinking today? I just opened a 50 West Ocean City Strawberry Goza Ale. Ooh, that sounds very springy, summery. It does. And it sounds very beachy. I'm not allowed to go to the beach right now. (laughs) I don't think a lot of us are. But that's okay. I don't like beach sand anyways. (laughs) (laughs) What are you drinking over there? So, uh, because it was snowing here, I woke up to snow this morning, so it's April 15th, Um, so hopefully this is one of the last times I have to see it. Uh, I thought I would finish off the last porter I have in the fridge, and it is called Millie Vanilli. It's a vanilla porter from Rockford Brewing Company in Michigan. Mmm. Sounds delicious. It's not too bad. Not too bad at all. And welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. From hobby farmers to large-scale real-deal farmers. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and the new knowledge we gain so hopefully you don't feel so alone in this farm thing. And sometimes we go off on some weird tangents that aren't farming related. Some of them are farming related. But anyways, we cut a lot of those and put them up on our Patreon. And this episode's outtakes are exclusively for our Patreon peeps. And you can check those out by going to patreon.com slash drink and farm and becoming a Patreon peep. And you can do that starting at just $2 a month. And speaking of the Patreon, our drink sponsor this episode is Katie Montgomery, which is over at Sticky Holler Farm on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers. And fun thing, Katie actually sent us some nesting box herbs that she makes. Ooh. Sam's are on her way to her because they came to the P.O. box, so I got them. But they're adorable little bags, and they smell so nice. So thank you, Katie. Oh, I can't (laughs) wait. And speaking of happy mail, we got our honey and rue boxes. Woohoo! Yay! So, what was your favorite thing inside the April box? Oh, so my favorite thing inside 
the April box is that adorable wooden chicken home decor. Yes. Thing. It's cute. When I opened the box, I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had the same exact reaction when I saw that. <laughs> It's funny now because of Henny Rue, I have so much like fun chicken decor. Mm-hmm. I actually think I'm gonna move some of it out into the chicken coop, though. Like you know, I'm Ooh. I'm kind of thinking of finishing the walls in there, and maybe putting like a shelf up somewhere so I can like put some decor and like knickknacks and stuff in there, like out of their reach, but make it feel more homey in there. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite thing out of the box? Did I steal yours? Um, I mean, I figured one of us would say that, but there was a lot of other great stuff in here too. Um, I think my other favorite item would be the Schreiner's Herbal Solution. So it's really great to treat open wounds and cuts and other skin disorders. Um, it can also repel insects for faster healing. And it's actually something that we've gotten before that I used on the goats when we had mites because they get, you know, they have some hair loss and can get a little scabby. So anything that looked super irritating, I put that on there, um, just for good measure. So I was glad to have a little bit more handy. Nice. You know, it's funny, uh, the Henny and Rue box, I actually love it when we get repeats of the things mm-hmm. that I use because I actually do like run out of stuff and I'm just excited yes. that we got it again. Another repeat is the Henny and Rue three in one vitamins mm. and electrolytes and probiotics. I always need a bag of those on hand and it seems like I get a new one as soon as I realize I'm out of them. So it, it's exciting. It's like having gold in your <laughs> first aid kit. By being stocked up on that, because here's the thing. When you realize you need that, it's like sometimes almost a little too late. And for me, if our local feed store isn't open, I have to drive like 20, 30 minutes to get something like that. So having that in stock in my own chicken first aid kit is just, it's so important. So I agree. I love those repeats. And... We also got a flock party corn and mealworm cake, which is mm-hmm. super fun. The chickens are going to go crazy for it when I throw it to them. And we also got, and I think this might be a repeat too. <laughs> I think I think this is the box of repeats, <laughs> but good ones. I think we've gotten something similar before. And I'm so excited to try this because it, I still have my box put together right now because I need to take, you know, an Instagram worthy photo. Um But this I'm excited about because we have a mouse problem in our garage and that is where we store some of our feed and I don't let the barn cat in there very often just because he does a great job in the barn. Um, But we got bobcat urine pee shots. So it recommends you place it inside your coop or anywhere that you want to repel rodents. So I'm going to put that right near the feed because sometimes those hungry little bastards chew at the bottom of the bag and create a hole and it just creates a big mess. And you know, I'm just remembering. So that's not actually a repeat. Last year it was wolf pee. This year it's bobcat oh, pee. Oh, so we're experience, experiencing different animal urines yes. uh, to help us control rodents. We're about to be <laughs> animal urine connoisseurs. I wonder what we're going to get next year. Bear pee? <laughs> Bear pee. Coyote pee. 
<laughs> Those actually are really useful, though. I'm going <laughs> to hold on to this one. I'm going to try to put it in my corn this oh. year, like the middle of my corn patch to see if it repels, uh, if it makes the, what is it that always gets my corn? Those dang night rodents. They're not rodents. Bulls? No, Bulls? they wear the bu- the burglar masks. Raccoons? Raccoons. That's the word I'm looking Trash for. Trash pandas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they always eat my corn. They're jerks. <laughs> yep. Uh, we also got a little bag of the Encore Natural Poultry Grit Plus, and it's the perfect size bag for my little grit feeder. And I feel like I got one of these like every three or four months. And I'm always so happy because I know that my grit feeder is empty when it comes in. So I already opened the bag and refilled my grit feeder now. So my hands will be good for a little while again. (laughs) And then we also got some adorable chicken stickers that are perfect for adding a special touch to egg cartons, stationery, planners, or whatever the heck you want to put, you know, chicken stickers on. I think I'm going to give them to my eight-year-old, and there's going to be chicken stickers everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> that could be fun, though. Maybe you can task her with a chicken sticker scavenger hunt. <gasps> Great mm. idea. Oh, I like it. Quarantine fun. <laughs> we are looking for more things to do. <laughs> <laughs> and every box comes with a compostable nesting box pad, which I actually do use in my nesting boxes, and they work great. And it's like low environmental impact packaging. So mm-hmm. that's cool too. So if you are not signed up for a Henny Roo box yet, you should probably go do that, especially while we're all kind of stuck staying at home. It's a great way to entertain yourself, your chickens, and maybe even your fellow quarantiners that are stuck in the house with you. And you can do that by going to honeyandroo.com and use code drink and farm at checkout and you get 10% off your first box. So yay, now we get to get into our episode. Yay, and I am not going to lie, I did not read these notes because I wanted to be surprised about (laughs) what this was going to be about. (laughs) So we just celebrated Herc's one-year Donkiversary. Yay! I can't believe that was a year ago already. I know, right? And it's so funny. So I got him two days before my husband's birthday. So, you know, like the memory popped up in my Facebook like feed. And I was like, oh, hey, I got a donkey for your birthday last year. <laughs> How nice of you. <laughs> so thoughtful. <laughs> but because it's been a year, now is a really great time for me to start thinking about doing Herc's annual vet care. And now I think that most people, when they get a new animal, they like have the vet come and do like a full workup on them immediately. But Herc had to be gelded. So he did get seen by a vet, but we couldn't do all that stuff at the same time because he was being gelded. So I knew he was healthy. Mm -hmm. But now it's time to do like the regular maintenance stuff. Yeah, I think you're you hit the nail right on the head there. Even like with my barn cats, I got them. It took them a while to get used to me. Um, But unfortunately, one of our first experiences, like handling them and taking one of them to the vet, we had to put them down because they had something that couldn't be treated or even controlled by a vaccine. It was totally freak thing. So it made me realize that now that the barn cat that I have left is letting me handle him, I really need to like keep that up because I do care about my barn cats. I'm not like throwing any shade at anybody that, you know, doesn't put a lot of money into their barn cats, but He's like my BFF outside, so he's going to be a bougie barn cat. And it sounds like you're going to also have some bougie donks over there. 
Yeah, because like I don't think where Hurt came from, I don't think they got like annual vet visits or anything. He was a livestock guardian donkey. So, you know, he was just like put out on the pasture and left to roam and whatnot. The farmer that had him before was really well versed like in taking care of animals and taking care of livestock. So he probably did a lot of stuff himself. And we do a lot of stuff ourselves here, too. Like we do all of the annual vaccinations we have Mm -hmm. the farrier come and trip hooves and stuff like that but there are certain things that animals need that unless you've been doing this for a really long time or have all of the equipment you need that it's really just best left to the professional yeah and donkeys have two of those things that they should really have done annually or one of them doesn't necessarily need to be done annually but if you travel with your animal at all like for like burrow races or burrow hiking which is something I want to (laughs) do then it's a good idea to have it done annually and in fact I bet a lot of those places require that it be done annually or they won't let you in because it's kind of like a health certificate type of thing so so what are those things that we'll be talking about today so we're going to talk about the Coggins test which horse people are going to be really familiar with. And it turns out donkeys need it too because they're an equine. And getting teeth floated. And the first time I heard that term, I was like, what the hell are they going to do to their teeth? How do you make them float? (laughs) Luckily, I know what that one is thanks to watching a lot of vet shows on Animal Planet like Dr. Pole. But I don't know what the Coggins is. Like, what the hell is that? Awesome. So the Coggins test is actually a blood test for equine infectious anemia. And it's named after the doctor that came up with that test. And the information that we're going to talk about for the Coggins test, I got from a website called Tennessee Equine Hospital. And there will be a link in the show notes to the article that I pulled. And a lot of the stuff I didn't really know anything about until we decided to do this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Until this week, years old. (laughs) This week, years old. Yep, exactly. And since I've had Herc for a year, I kind of feel a little silly. Like, I probably should have looked into what kind of vet care he really needed before I got him. But, like, I already knew that I was going to do whatever he needed. Right. It didn't matter what it was. So I didn't really think all that much about it. And it wasn't until we got another donkey and I was like, oh, wait, I think I was supposed to like, you know, separate them and have them tested for things and make sure everybody was healthy. But they seem to be doing fine. But they're all going to get it this year. So (laughs) we're just sometimes I think this is a good combination of being proactive and reactive because it's you're reacting to a realization, but you're still being proactive before there's really a problem. Yeah. And also because I just have the two donkeys now and I do have those plans to like want to do burrow races and like do burrow hiking and whatnot. Now, while I have two, I'll get to do all of the stuff, make sure I'm starting with a healthy herd and then, you know, like build from there is the thinking that I'm kind of going for. There you go. So uh, this disease is shortened to EIA, and it's also known as swamp fever, and it's a viral disease that's transmitted in the blood by biting insects or by blood-contaminated things like needles. You know, like, you know, you give one horse or donkey a vaccination and then you reuse the needle that can transfer the disease as well. 
So there are no vaccinations or cure for this disease, which is really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, infected equines usually remain carriers of the virus for the rest of their life. And um, all equines like horses, mules, and donkeys are susceptible to EIA. And the disease is often fatal. And the signs of it are high fever, depression, weight loss, anemia, and limb swelling. And the equines that don't die early in the disease will probably have recurrent bouts of the illness or become like chronically depressed or chronically weak, essentially. Mm, Okay. Sometimes if it's like a really young equine that ends up getting it, they can contract the virus, but show really mild signs of illness. So kind of like this coronavirus thing, like, <laughs> you know, the young can get it and like not have any signs, but an older person gets it. And it's like, you know, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it can be hard to identify. And so that's why you do a Coggins test to test all of your equines regularly to make sure that no one has picked it up. So they recommend that when you get a new equine, they should be quarantined until a negative test result is obtained. Obviously, I didn't do that. There's probably lots of people that don't do that. Um, And you can control the spread of the disease by having proper insect control and by disposing of like your needles and things like that that are used on the farm properly so that if an animal that does have it is on your farm, it doesn't spread to everybody else through the needle. And... If an equine tests positive on the Coggins test, then the state veterinarian will repeat the testing and quarantine that equine. I believe that this is one of those diseases that has to be reported. There are livestock diseases that are like that so that they can track where new cases are being picked up and where Mm -hmm. they're at. Um, That way it can help protect, you know, like other farms in the area, which is a good thing. And the regulations pertaining to EIA-positive equines varies from state to state. So you'll have to look at what is required in your state. I didn't think to look at what Ohio required. I'd be curious. But in general, any equine that is confirmed to have EIA is either euthanized or they have to be branded and kept 200 yards from negative equines for life. So, Oh, wow. Two whole football fields. (laughs) Pretty much. That's really far. Yeah. I don't know if my property is two football fields wide. Yeah. I mean, it is two football fields long, but I don't think it is wide. That's crazy. That's a lot of space. (laughs) That is a lot of space. Uh, And normally having this Coggins test is required if you're going to travel into a different state or if you're going to enter your equine into any type of show or any type of equine gathering. Um, that's usually part of the agreement because it's just like, you know, at the fair, they want to make sure that all the animals are healthy. Mm-hmm. That way you don't end up with like a whole barn full of really sick animals. Yes. Same thing. Um, and there is another test that's available that's not the Coggins test, um, but the Coggins test seems to be the more common one that people choose. And the test is usually good for about 12 months after you have had it done. So that's why... It's just done annually with their other annual work that needs to be done, like their teeth floating. So, ta-da. (laughs) Ta-da. 
We only want the best for our flocks, and that's why we're thrilled to partner with Grubly Farms Grublies, an all-natural snack that provides the nutrients and minerals needed for happier, healthier chickens. And now Grubly Farms is offering flocks a choice on where their grub love is harvested with Grubly's World Harvest. That's right. Grubly's World Harvest is the same amazing Grubly's that brings your flock to the yard, but harvested at FDA-approved farms around the world, but never China. Grubly's World Harvest has all the calcium and protein the OG Grubly's have, but at a lower price point. So you can enjoy happy hour with your hens more often, which is something we can all balk about. <laughs> so give Grubly's World Harvest a try today and head over to grublyfarms.com. You can use code FARM15 to get 15% off your first order. Okay, so the next thing that equines like donkeys and horses need is to have their teeth floated. (laughs) And you already knew what this was. I I, didn't. (laughs) I did, but there might be people listening that don't. So I probably shouldn't feel so silly, but when I was imagining in my head, I'm like, what, do they like put things around their teeth and like pull them up? And like, that seems like dangerous. I don't understand it. (laughs) Make the, you know, horse put some water in its mouth, swish them around so the teeth just kind of rearrange where it makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So in a nutshell, teeth floating is actually just filing down sharp edges on the teeth. And you might be thinking to yourself like, well, how the heck do horses and donkeys get sharp edges on their teeth well i'm gonna tell you because it turns out that their dental care is kind of unique or it's at least different from human dental care so there's that and they recommend that you have your equine's teeth floated at least once a year and it can be more often than that if they are older animals or if they already have some existing dental problems. And younger animals probably don't need their teeth actually floated, but when they when you have your vet come and do like, you know, the annual checkup, make sure everything's good, they can take a peek in the mouth and make sure things like milk teeth have come out and everything's growing the way that it's supposed to, things like that. So, equine's teeth grow and change throughout their lifetime. And that's why you can tell how old an equine is by looking at its teeth. And it's so funny, I posted a photo of Herc doing like, you know, his funny donkey face where he like flapped his lips open. Mm-hmm. And Fun Size Farms commented on it and was like, oh, I didn't know Herc was a baby. And I was like, what? How can you tell that he's a baby? <laughs> And she's like, he still has his milk teeth. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I was like, oh, I didn't even realize that. And I actually, I need to open up his mouth. I think he lost one of his milk teeth the other day. Oh, he's being a big boy now. (laughs) He is. He turns three this year, so it's about right timing. They usually lose him around two. So um, as equines eat, they kind of wear the tooth surface away slowly, but new tooth material continues to grow to provide a new chewing surface. So that's why their dental care is so unique. Um, if the wear is uneven, teeth can form sharp edges, which, you know, cause cuts on the inside of the mouth and can cause issues with chewing and all sorts of problems. Um, and so I thought that that was really interesting. I had no idea that their teeth just continue to, like, regenerate pretty much. Yeah, pretty fancy. 
Right. <laughs> and um, many people think that because of this, their teeth continue to grow throughout their lifetime, but that's not the way that it works. Uh, the teeth have a lifespan, and sometimes that's shorter than the horse's life, just like with people. Um, I mean, that's why we have dentures, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and older equines typically have gaps, um, you know, from teeth falling out and whatnot. And that can make it difficult for them to chew also. So uh, equines kind of end up with dental problems just like humans do. And they live around the same amount of time well not around the same amount of time but around the same amount of time that like a person in the 1800s lived (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) i mean you could you could have gotten a donkey when you were a baby and you know died of natural causes (laughs) in old age before your donkey did yeah or Or together (laughs) together bury them together how sweet (laughs) oh can i be buried with my donkeys that'd make me happy (laughs) (laughs) oh snap right (laughs) So uh, one of the things that happens, though, with equines is they don't talk, obviously, because they're not people and they're not Mr. Ed. (laughs) (laughs) So when they have problems with their teeth, they can't tell you that they're having like a discomfort issue. Mm. But when they're uncomfortable, it can cause some really serious issues inside their mouth because I already talked about like, you know, lacerations and stuff inside the cheeks. But... What happens is when an equine has a bad dental problem, it can cause things like behavior issues, or if you have a driving donkey or a riding donkey, they won't want to put the bit in their mouth. Um, They can just kind of become like a jerk, and then you're like, why is my donkey being a jerk all of a sudden? Well, it's probably because they might be in pain. So basically, donkeys with bad teeth are just like the abominable snow monster. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> they just need dental help and then everything's good and they just put the star on top of the Christmas tree. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> they just need a dental elf to come and save them. They're just in pain and they're just expressing themselves in a negative way. <laughs> yeah. So I did talk about milk teeth already, but now we're going to talk just a little bit more about them because one of the things that can happen with milk teeth is that they may not come out the way that they should, which can also cause painful problems that lead to infection. And when a baby tooth sits lodged over a mature tooth, it's called a cap. And that's not good because it's sticking up too far and it's probably causing them some eating issues. And um, it usually happens in the back. So you might not even see it or notice it if you're looking at it yourself. If you're not, you know, like an equine dental expert, obviously, which I'm not. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) So some signs that your equine might be having problems with their teeth is they could be carrying their head to one side or drooling or foaming at the mouth, which is always really alarming. Mm Uh, There could be a bad odor coming from their mouth. They could be tossing their head back and forth or up a lot. Um, They can also be spilling grain while they eat, which is always a bad sign because equines love grain and they do not like to waste it. And they could also be like spitting out some of the grass that they're chewing. Um, There's a term for that. It's called quitting, apparently. Hmm. And Or they could be, like, head shy. They don't want you near their face or near their head because they're afraid that you're going to touch the area that's sensitive. Mm. Or they might have a weird way of chewing or holding their jaw or their tongue. So if you have an equine and you see any of that, 
it's time to call a vet or an equine dentist so that they can take a peek at it um, because they might be able to solve your problem. And then you can have your nice, lovable, hugging donkey back, which is awesome. (laughs) And the uh, most common issues, though, that equines tend to have with their teeth is that they get the sharp edges and hooks on their teeth from the chewing surface continuing to regenerate. And the reason why they end up with that is because domestic horses don't chew as much roughage as horses in the wild do. And so my animals happen to graze a lot. Um, And grazing animals do ingest like a bit of soil as they chew. And that grass can be filled with silica, which helps wear down the tooth surface. But if you have an equine that doesn't eat on pasture very often, then they don't have that helping them out just a little bit. So that tooth surface can continue to grow. Um, And horses that have diets that include like alfalfa and grain and things that are softer, that tooth surface won't wear down as quickly while it's continuing to regenerate. I feel like I already talked about this, but it doesn't necessarily matter. The sharp edges that form cut into their cheek. And when that happens, it's called lesions. And that can like cause infections and all sorts of pain issues and whatnot. So when you have your horses or your donkey's teeth loaded, they take care of that for you. And sometimes you may have a donkey or a horse that requires that be done more often than annually. Your vet or your equine dentist will let you know if they think it needs to be done more often, but usually a year is enough. And another tooth problem that equines can have is they can develop something called wolf teeth or tushes. I was like, what on earth are those? Both <laughs> like, of those names are so fun. <laughs> they are. I'm like, were donkeys like meat eaters in another <laughs> life? <laughs> what would they need wolf teeth for? Uh, but no, they weren't. Uh, the extra teeth, um, what it is is that wolf teeth or tushes are like extra teeth that kind of just like show up in the mouth. Have you ever, do you have, did you have any extra teeth like when you were growing your teeth in? Um, I didn't have extra teeth, but I only had three wisdom teeth. Oh, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I only had to get three ripped out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got your wisdom teeth that you were missing. Oh. Because <laughs> I got, I had five. <laughs> it, we were meant to be friends and podcast together. <laughs> we were. And it's so funny. I had to have that pulled like not that long ago. It was like a little baby one because obviously your mouth isn't really big enough for five. Right. And I had to have that pulled like right before we left Phoenix and came here. And I was such a baby about it. I did not want to go and do it. <laughs> it is not a fun thing to do. That is for sure. No, it's not. Um, but, you know, when an equine ends up with extra teeth, sometimes they can grow in the spots where like the bit sits. So then suddenly your animal doesn't want to have the bit in their mouth anymore. Or they can grow in weird places that cause like chewing or eating problems. And um, these extra teeth can be removed if they're causing issues. So that's another reason to have their mouth checked out. Yes. So donkey dental care is like paramount. You must do it. There's no way around it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there really isn't. And I guess like so here's one of the things that happens with animals, too. And we all know this because we've all been raising some type of animals, they're hardwired in their biology to not show you when something's wrong, unless it's like really wrong. 
So when you have a big animal like a donkey that's suddenly, you know, like acting out or not being themselves or being, you know, like maybe aggressive or angry or not wanting to put the bit in their mouth or put the halter on, like that's their sign that something is like really, really wrong. So that problem's been festering for a long time until you've seen the signs. So that's the main reason why I want to make sure and do it every year is because I don't want them to have to live in pain for like six months before I finally figure out, you know, that there's something wrong. <laughs> right. And, you know, animals that end up having behavior issues because of stuff like this, like they can end up being rehomed because people don't realize that all they needed was a little um, sharp thing, you know, like taken off of their mouth and they would have been, you know, their happy, normal selves again. That's a good point. So, yeah. So I'll be scheduling that after this COVID stuff. I have a, I have two really great donkey vets. Um, the one that did donks gelding is an older gentleman, so I don't want to make him come out unless it's an emergency. And I don't know if the other younger lady that I also have see the donkeys is available, but I'm sure that, you know, people have other things to do rather than... <laughs> Well, I mean, you never know. And the whole that COVID thing right now is really like state by state. Like I was allowed to take my cats to get checkups and vaccinations. Like, I don't know what the farm vet is or isn't doing. I do need to call and find that out. Um, But if they're going to come to your house, as long as you can participate in social distancing, it might be fine. They might come out and do it. Oh, that's a good point. And, you know, they both stand tied really well. So I wouldn't necessarily have to go over there and, like, hold them or anything. Although when they start putting instruments in their mouth, they might be a little upset about that. But they're both so young. Hopefully it can just be, like, a look in the mouth. And then you'd be like, yep, everything's good. And you don't have to actually, like, get in there and file. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. And the thing is, too, like... I don't know what a vet coming out to the farm looks like, but like my, the vets and the vet techs at my vet are like covered head to toe in personal protective equipment. So, I mean, if, if they have their stuff on and at least masking gloves and you can have a masking gloves on, it will probably be okay. That's a good point. Yeah. Maybe I will just call them just because I think we might be in this for a little longer. And you know what? <laughs> they might like, and if you think about it, it's a really great way to support somebody that is trying to stay in business right now, too. I mean, vets have no shortage of things to do normally, but you know, your, your default is to hesitate to call. My default has been to hesitate and call my farm vet because of all this going on, but they might be operating like normal, just wearing a mask and gloves and maybe some other kind of equipment. Oh, yeah, you might be right about that. And, you know, you're right. I always I always hesitate, like, on the side of just waiting and not doing yeah. anything until everything's convenient for everybody. But who knows? Like, my vet could be sitting there twiddling his thumbs and being like, gosh, I wish I could do a cognitive test right. or float some teeth. Right. <laughs> or they might be able to schedule something out for when it's kind of projected that they would feel more comfortable to come yeah. out and do that, too. And then that way it's on the calendar. That's Right. It's really hard. It is like a mind F right now for some of that stuff. Like thinking about what you can and can't call and get. Because sometimes it's just easier to default to, I'm just not going to do anything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Like, uh, I'll wait until it's over. And then once everything's over, suddenly everything's booked up and you like. Exactly. 
everything's booked up or it's super stressful trying to feel like you need to get everything all done at once because you're so far behind. <laughs> that's right. Yes. <laughs> so that's it. That's what I learned about taking care of donkeys. That was good stuff. <laughs> That's helpful to know because I was looking at a livestock group on Facebook and they had like four mini donks for like $600 the other day. Mm. And I'm like, what a bargain. What's wrong with them? Um, and I thought of you because I was like, this is perfect <laughs> for Bev. Um, but, <laughs> but I was like thinking like, well, I really don't even understand like what it takes to maintain a donkey. Like I can think about certain things like, you know, obviously the experiences you've talked about here about like taking care of their hooves and, you know, the gelding process, but it's like, it's, it's way more than that. There's a lot you have to think about. So I'm glad I didn't impulse buy four donkeys. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Especially before I extend the fencing. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) And now it's time for We Can't Even Corner. Do you want me to go first? I feel like you might need some time to drink your beer. I would, please. Okay. So mine is from uh, NewJersey101.5.com, which I'm assuming is a radio station. And (laughs) the headline is Yogi the Cow COVID-19 Curfew Breaker Nabbed in South Jersey. Oh. And police had a four-legged curfew violator on their hands Tuesday night. His name is Yogi, and he is a cow from the Funny Farm Animal Rescue in May's Landing section of the township. According to a Facebook post by Funny Farm Rescue, founder Lori Zielinski got a call a little after 10 p.m. Tuesday from township police to tell her Yogi the cow had broken loose and was out on the road. And they said, I just went, and she says, I just went to bed at 10 p.m. and my phone rings. And I thought, how odd. I could see a car sitting outside my bedroom window and my phone says Hamilton Township Police. (laughs) (laughs) That's never good. No. I answered and the officer said, your cow is out on Real World Boulevard and I'm sorry, but it's past curfew. (laughs) With that, I chuckled and said, okay, I'll go get him. (laughs) so in the facebook post titled yogi's midnight stroll zelensky also thanked the officer for seeing the cow safely home and funny farm rescue animal sanctuary is a 15 acre privately owned farm that was has sheltered and cared for more than 550 unwanted sick elderly injured and abused animals since 2000 Oh. Yeah, and there is a very cute picture of the police officer and the cow that you guys will have to go check out. Um, we'll put the link in the show notes. Nice. I thought that was kind of adorable and timely. <laughs> that is. I think that's perfect. So what can't you even about this week, Bev? Okay, so my can't even this week I got from Sweeter Heaters Facebook page. It's an adorable video of a Houston Police Department officer leading some baby ducks through a Houston park to reunite them with their mother. And it was really cute because, like, obviously that's not really their job. But he just, like, (laughs) is walking down the sidewalk. And this adorable little line of ducklings is following him. Like, they saw him and was like, oh, you look safe. We'll follow you. 
<laughs> but this news source that shared it, they the headline says, Police officer leads duck chicks through Houston Park. Aw, that's cute. <laughs> well, I laughed because I was like, they're not duck chicks. They're ducklings. Oh, Oh my gosh, chicks! I didn't even catch that right away. Oh my gosh! So I loved it. It was good news. It was adorable. It was cute, and you can tell that this is recent because, like, the officer's wearing a face mask. You know, so it's like happening during COVID. And then they don't even look up what baby ducks are called before they write their headline. <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. Duck chicks. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. It is. It is the thought that counts. We can all use a little like good, uplifting, happy news right now, right? Like yeah. we don't need any more like sadness or heartbreak or terrifying things. Thank you very much. Right. <laughs> or just people being rude to each other for whatever reason. Right. There's a lot of that happening. So yes, duck chicks for the win. <laughs> All right, so you can send us your can't evens in our Facebook group or send them directly to us via Facebook Messenger, Instagram, or email them to us at drinkandfarm at gmail.com. And don't forget to leave us a review because we read our favorite Apple Podcast review of the week on the podcast. Yes, we do. And then we take all of the reviews we read for that month and draw a name out of the hat. Uh, and that hat might be literal or figurative, um, and that person will be uh, awarded an exclusive coffee mug that is not and will never be in our shop. And we just revamped it, and it's freaking adorable. Yes. So do you want to read this week's review, or do you want me to? I can read it. All right. Uh, so this one is from at old, I'm not even going to try to say that. Do you want to try to say the name? It's oh, yes. So it's Olga Noogles. Olga Noogles. Olga Noogles. Okay. Thank I you. think. Sorry <laughs> if we butchered with. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just at Olga Noogles. That might not be their name. That's true. But <laughs> it's, it's making that's me their want Instagram noodles handle. for some reason. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Olga Noogles. No. <laughs> So the title of the review is Finally Giving Back. And this person says, I've been listening to Sam and Bev for close to two years. Thank you very much. That is a long time to put up with us. Um, (laughs) This podcast is my favorite to listen to during farm chores. My kind of people who are learning through trial and error, sharing experiences, random facts of knowledge, puns, beer drinking, and lots of laughs. Not only am I finally leaving a review, but I signed up to be a Patreon today. Awesome. Thank you. So we will find your real name at some point. Yes. (laughs) I've been listening to and enjoying for far too long not to give back. Thanks for sharing with the freeloading slacker. (laughs) You ladies are the best. You're not a freeloader. That's okay. Like, we don't expect anybody to give us their money. But we do really appreciate that you do feel moved to support us because that does help keep us going and do new fun things. So thank you. Yeah, it absolutely does, especially right now, because like, you know, people might not realize this, but with all of this like COVID stuff going on, you know, a lot of businesses are being hurt by it. And Mm -hmm. as a business that does advertising you know like it's a trickle down effect on 
the bummer, you know, that is the struggles that people are having. So we truly do appreciate it when you become a Patreon sponsor, but no one should feel obligated to. Right. (laughs) We totally understand. Yes. (laughs) Although we do have a goal up there that if we eventually get to it, we'll get to maybe release more episodes because we can offload some of the editing to another human being. So. If you're interested in more content, it's a good way to let us know that that is what you have been wanting. Yes, exactly. And that is what we want, too. We want to release you more content, but we need help if we're going to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Because we have full-time jobs. (laughs) I was just going to say that. (laughs) Yes. So just a few housekeeping and announcements before we go. Uh, Coop Camp 2020 has not been rescheduled or canceled yet, so you can check out the link that's in the show notes to get that information if you'd like to come join us at it. And Drink and Farm has a phone number, which is 401-426-3276, which is also 401-426-FARM. You can now call and leave us a voicemail. We think there's a three-minute limit. (laughs) (laughs) So if you hit that three minutes and you're not done, just call back and leave another one. Um, We'll get it. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But you can also ask your questions or talk through your can't evens there. And what we're going to do is just continue to play those on our mini-sodes. We really have been enjoying those. So thank you to those of you that have been able to do that. It's so fun. Yeah, it really is. Because, like, you guys hear our voices all the time. But we have no idea what you sound like. So it's fun. Yes. (laughs) So be sure and hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen. Because that is a free way to help more people like you find us. And do us a favor and share this episode over on Instagram in your stories. And tag us at Drink and Farm. Also a free way to support us. And you also get something out of the deal when you do that because we send you a promo code just for that episode that'll give you a percentage off in our merch shop. Yes, and our shirt of the month this month is awesome. The Punk Rock Chicken shirt is the best. Did you get yours now? I did. I got it and I love it. It is so cute. It's my favorite. (laughs) I got it in a tank and I was like, this design is rocking it. I love it. And I can't wait until we release next month's design because that one's going to be awesome too. So uh, make sure you take a look at the show notes to find links to the articles that we discussed. There's a survey there that is an anonymous way to tell us how we're doing. And links to all of our social media and our merch shop. So that's it, guys. We appreciate you tuning in and taking us with you on your chores or whatever kind of uh, at-home adventure you are participating in. Maybe you're one of those frontline workers that does still have a commute. Um, We appreciate everyone where they're at in whatever situation they're in right now. So just thank you. Yes, thank you. And until next time... Drink, farm, and give zero clucks. Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things. We farm things. We drink and farm things.